Politics is storytelling, and you need good guys and bad guys. Materially, Oz's policy positions are a disaster, so you can polish a turd all you want, but at the end of the day, it's still shit. Welcome to Political Experts React, where we break down political ads and media, explain what the people behind them are trying to accomplish, and decide whether or not they did a good job. I'm Dan Pfeiffer, former communications director for President Barack Obama. Joining me today is Brian Tyler Cohen, a progressive political commentator and host of the podcast, No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohen. Brian Tyler Cohen, welcome back to Political Experts React. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. The first ad we're going to watch is from Senator Raphael Warnock in Georgia. Guess who's coming to Thanksgiving? Mom, we brought a friend. Raphael Warnock! That's right. I could be interrupting your Thanksgiving because if nobody gets 50% of the vote, there'll be a runoff. And nobody wants that to happen. Early voting has already begun, and there's no reason to wait till Election Day. I'm Raphael Warnock, and we don't have to mix politics and Thanksgiving. That's why I approve this message. Now, can you pass the sweet potatoes, please? <laughs> this is a very interesting ad because in a world where there are literally billions of dollars being spent on negative ads this campaign, this ad neither makes the case against Herschel Walker nor for Raphael Warnock, at least explicitly. What do you think of this as a strategy? I have conflicting opinions on this. Okay. I think that it's smart because this ad appeals to the human condition of just being like tired and as humans not wanting to deal with this shit all the way into Thanksgiving. And it's also more memorable than other spots. And I think there's something to be said for that because the goal here is to have something that's not like everything else. And because of the way that George's runoffs work, there's a unique opportunity here to capitalize on a very Georgia-centric phenomenon. On the other hand, though, I'm very much of the mind that Democrats need to fight, to bring the fight. And yet again, that's not what's happening here. With that said, I understand that that's not who Raphael Warnock is. And so I guess it wouldn't make sense for him to pretend to be someone he's not. He's a pastor. He's compassionate. And so I just hope that that works for him because he certainly left some good punches on the table against an especially weak candidate in Herschel Walker. The Warnock campaign has decided that their greatest asset is that he is a normal, nice guy. And he's being portrayed as a radical, socialist, soft on crime, all of this, you know, pretty racist stuff that has come from a lot of the Republican outside groups in this race. And so simply showing him as like a nice guy bringing sweet potatoes or whatever he brought to Thanksgiving, that is nice. Where I have some tension here is Herschel Walker has a giant scandal in this race. It's now been reported that despite running on an abortion ban with no exceptions, he has paid for multiple abortions for women in his life. If the Warnock campaign does not point that out, you then raise this question of who is going to. That is a very tricky thing for a black candidate to do. The press treats black candidates differently, you know, angry black man stereotype or angry black woman stereotype. And so you're really trying to find a way in which you can deliver the attacks without opening that door. And that's what they're trying to navigate here. I think more broadly, it's important to see these Democrats fight and bring that fight to Republicans because God knows there's plenty to attack them on. But if this has been his campaign strategy all along, if that's what's going to work for him, then I hope that we're all proven wrong by that. The next ad we're going to watch is from Democrat John Fetterman running for Senate in Pennsylvania. This is who Dr. Oz wants in charge of women's health care decisions. I want women, doctors, local uh, political leaders, <laughs> local uh, political leaders, <laughs> local uh, political leaders. Oz would let politicians like Doug Mastriano ban abortion without exceptions, even in cases of rape, incest, or life of the mother. Oz is too extreme for Pennsylvania. 
I'm John Fetterman, and I approve this message. The context here for those who were not on Twitter the night of the Fetterman-Oz debate is that Fetterman, who is recovering from a stroke he had five months ago, struggled to get his words out in some cases, as is uh, relatively typical of someone recovering from a stroke. There was one moment in the debate where Oz said that he thought decisions on abortion should be between the woman, the doctor, and local political leaders. I want women, doctors, local uh, political leaders. What do you think about first this ad, but also the ability of the Fetterman campaign to respond to some of the criticism of his performance by attacking Oz? First off, you know, this debate clearly was not Fetterman's best performance, which I won't hold against him because the guy is recovering from a stroke. God yes, of course, right? <laughs> But the difference here is that while stylistically Fetterman didn't perform well, materially, Oz's policy positions are a disaster. So you you can polish a turd all you want, but at the end of the day, it's still shit, right? <laughs> yes. As far as this ad is concerned, um, the thing about these debates is that unless you're like us or our viewers and you consume politics constantly, you're probably not watching the whole thing. So you're more likely to see a viral moment instead. And Oz handed that to the Fetterman campaign. Like, Dude had every advantage in the world built in. He's a polished speaker. He's been on TV for years. Fetterman is a relatively weak debater, and the guy just had a stroke. Oz just had to walk this thing into the end zone, and instead he handed them this soundbite on a silver platter. If there had not been a conversation around Fetterman's performance, I think Dr. Oz would have committed the largest gaffe in American politics in a decade. That is an insane thing to say. You're saying the exact argument that your opponents have been making about you right here on stage in a high profile moment. And there is a long history with debates, more so at the presidential level and these local levels, where what really matters is not what happens at the debate, it's what happens after the debate. And so trying to drive the post-debate narrative here is the right move for the Fetterman campaign. And one thing to remember is that, you know, Fetterman, like he says, will get better, but Oz's policy positions aren't going to change. Yes. As I think John Favreau said on Pot Save America, John Fetterman is recovering from a stroke and Dr. Oz will never recover from being a pee drinking, puppy murdering uh, <laughs> grifter or something like that. That is, <laughs> that is not something you can recover from. Okay. The last ad we're going to watch is from the Way to Win Action Fund. They just keep rising and rising. Corporate profits, that is. No wonder prices are going up too. Corporations are bragging about how they're making bank by raising our prices. But when Democrats pass the historic Inflation Reduction Act to lower prices and fund our futures, every single Republican voted against it. What does the GOP even stand for anymore? Gouging our prices. Vote for leaders who tackle our problems. Vote for Democrats. What do you think of this one? I love this one because for some reason, even though fighting corporate greed is an issue that's as popular as like puppies, Democrats are often too afraid to take it on. We've got this massive, predatory, evil villain right in front of us, and we still continue to treat them with kid gloves. And we shouldn't because, look, we see their corporate profits. They're public. We just found out a couple days ago that Shell reported quarterly profits of $9.5 billion just this quarter. Republicans are telling these companies that they're on their side and that they're going to run defense for them by scapegoating the Democrats. And that's fucking sick, man. It's sick when corporations hide behind a pandemic to price gouge Americans, but it's even more sick when a political party that's elected to protect those Americans aligns themselves with the profiteering corporations because they're more concerned about getting power for themselves and hurting the opposition party, the Democrats, than they are to actually help the people who they were elected to serve. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I love this ad. It is 
exactly what we probably should have been doing for months now, if not years. The Achilles heel of the Republican Party on the economy is that voters think, even some of their voters, working class Republicans, believe that the Republican Party is more likely to shill for corporations than middle and working class people. That is where Democrats have an advantage. They think we fight for the middle, working class, and poor. They think Republicans fight for the rich. Why that's important is it's not about policies. Because if it was about policies, we would win. Down the line, higher minimum wage, higher taxes on the wealthy, ACA, all of the issues people choose Democrats. But when you ask them who they trust to manage the economy, they're choosing Republicans. The way to erode that trust is to associate them with greedy corporations. And it is right there for the taking. Politics is storytelling. And you need good guys and bad guys. And we have this very obvious inaccurate one in greedy corporations, and we have not taken advantage of it enough. And I think something that will help twofold. It's one, running Democrats who actually believe in this issue and can bring it to the forefront by virtue of the fact that it's something they actually believe in, like the Bernie Sanders, like the AOC, like the Stacey Abrams out there. But second is repetition and being on message about this point. Bernie Sanders does a great job. It's to the point where it's almost a parody that when anybody talks about Bernie Sanders, it's like the top 1% of the top 1%. But guess what? Everybody knows it. And repetition works. There's a reason build the wall and MAGA and all this bullshit from the right actually sticks. It's because they say it over and over and over again. So understand that repetition works and be a part of it. And so if you've heard it, let yourself hear it again and be appreciative because you know that it's not for you. It's for the next guy. It's for all those people who need to hear something five, six, seven times before they start to associate it with that thing. And so like repetition actually works. And that's something that we should definitely applaud on the left. Brian, that is a great place to end. Thank you for once again joining us on Political Experts React. Thanks so much for having me. Political Experts React is a Crooked Media digital series. I'm your host, Dan Pfeiffer. Our producers are Elijah Cohn and Ben Hethcote. Our editor is Caitlin Stone. Digital direction from Matt DeGroote. To check out more of our digital series, head to youtube.com slash podsaveamerica.